Hello, I'm Melanie Cole. Welcome to Anxiety in Schools, a special podcast series from Rogers Behavioral Health. This is episode number five of our six-part series where we look at anxiety and how it can impact learning. In this episode, we're talking about mindfulness, and I'd like to welcome Dr. Heather Jones. She's a clinical supervisor at Rogers Behavioral Health. Dr. Jones, please tell us, because we've heard this term mindfulness, what is it? Sure. Mindfulness is essentially uh, an awareness that emerges through paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. So what does that really mean? Mindfulness is really attending to something with our full attention and not being distracted by our thoughts or things that are happening in our environment and really doing so with a non-judgmental stance, meaning not judging our experiences or the, um, the emotions that we might have in that moment. What is it not? I know that sounds an odd question, but people think, oh, I'm, I'm concentrating on this particular task, or I'm focusing, or my attention is good, but that's not really what you're talking about, is it? It isn't, and that's a really, that's a great question. I usually use the example of It is not driving to work in the morning, drinking your morning coffee, listening to the radio station, eating your breakfast, and, you know, maybe checking email. Like, we know that texting and driving, email and driving is not something we should be doing anyway, but we often throughout our lives, and kids do this in their lives, are multitasking. And what we know is that multitasking is really not possible, even though it feels as if we're being effective. Wow. So so we're really not able to completely multitask, even those of us that think we are, we're really not able to do it efficiently or effectively. So how do you know if you're being mindful? How do you know if you're doing too much all at once? We know that we're be- doing too much at once if our, if our attention is being swayed by something. So for example, if I'm working on my homework and I'm listening to music at the same time, maybe. I might not be able to be as mindful in completing that work and attending to the content because I might be inadvertently uh, distracted by a song that comes on the radio or a commercial maybe, or my mom might walk in the room and that might distract my attention away from something. So I think often we sort of get in this habit of being um, very busy in our lives. And so mindfulness for a lot of people and for kids, tends to feel kind of strange because we are just really taking a moment to do one thing at a time. Wow. Well, that would certainly help many of our teens that, as you say, listen to music while they're doing their homework. And and you don't always feel as a parent that they're really able to focus. Before we give some tips on mindfulness, what are some of the benefits of being able to do this? So there's been a lot of research around mindfulness, especially in the last 10 years or so. So we know that there's increased emotion regulation, which means people who practice mindfulness tend to feel as if they have more control over their emotional experience as opposed to feeling kind of like on a freight train with their emotions. If I feel really overwhelmed, I can't do anything else because I'm I'm feeling so in so much distress. There's decreased emotional reactivity, so it allows people who tend to be more impulsive or reactive to their emotions to be able to be um, intentional and mindful of how they how they experience their emotion in their body. More cognitive flexibility. Uh, it 
excitingly, a decreased risk of depression relapse, and it also shows uh, effectiveness in decreasing depression and anxiety. So again, kind of tying back into that increased emotion regulation, so people feeling as if they have more control over their emotions than their emotions have of them. We know there's a a strong body of literature that is supporting overall health benefits and improved immune function with practice of a daily practice of mindfulness as well, which is really fascinating and exciting. People hear you talk about this, Dr. Jones, and they say, oh, well, it's certainly just like meditation, but it's really not the same thing, is it? Uh, Mindfulness is a type of meditation. So if you think about um, yoga, there's different types of meditation, so reflective meditation or heart-centered meditation. And mindfulness is really a type. It can be a type of meditation, but is the intention really is to, to cultivate mindful attention, so really to shift your attention, to have control over your attention, because really whatever your attention is on in any given moment is your reality. So if I am, you know, if I'm daydreaming, maybe then that is my reality as opposed to what's happening in front of me. If I am remembering a time in my life where I was sad or maybe embarrassed, that becomes my reality and replaces the potential for me to acknowledge that it's a beautiful sunny day outside or that there are people in front of me that I enjoy being with. So give us some mindfulness and acceptance strategies. How can we practice mindfulness? Talk us through what you would tell somebody who's suffering from anxiety or too much multitasking or emotional upheaval. How do we do this? There are there are three different kind of ways or um, things that we can do in order to be mindful. So um, observing, describing, and participating. So it is it is impossible, although it seems as if sometimes not, but impossible to do any one of these things at the same time, but to draw your attention to uh, the, the the clouds in the sky. So if you think about a very simple example, to lay in the grass and look up at the sky and just notice, to just notice the different shapes of the clouds, to just notice maybe the surrounding um, landscape as you're driving in your car on the way to school or on the way to work, to Maybe just notice something as simple as how your body feels. So paying, taking a minute to just pay attention to maybe where you're experiencing your anxiety, where you're experiencing your sadness in your body to kind of ground yourself in that moment um, to describe. So sometimes we have people who get stuck in what we call rumination and they they tend to kind of rehash painful experiences or, or, or think a lot about their symptoms. Why am I so anxious? Why am I so depressed? How did this happen? And so for instances of like that, mindfulness is very helpful in redirecting attention to the present moment. We might have them uh, focus on how many tiles there are in the ceiling, in the, you know, in the ceiling of the, of the room or to count how many desks there are in the classroom or to go through the alphabet and find how many things in the room start with the letter A or start with the letter B. And really just things to to take control of your attention back. What about breathing? Does that fit in with yeah. mindfulness? Absolutely. So that would be, I'm, we, talk, we talk about respiratory control for managing really high anxiety. So focusing on, on your breath and trying, again, not to focus on that anxiety-provoking content or stimuli and just focusing on taking in-breaths and taking out-breaths is another mindfulness activity that we um, 
use and practice often. So that's just, yeah, basically focusing on your breath. And an important piece of mindfulness is that effective um, piece, which means that I will get distracted by that anxious thought again. I will get distracted by things in my environment. To, so to bring myself back when I am distracted and to focus on my breath again and focus on my breath again every time I'm distracted. I, I talk about that in terms of like doing a, doing a cognitive um, uh, push-up, right? I'm building strength every time I can uh, direct my attention back to what I want as opposed to what my anxiety wants. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Jones, with your best advice about mindfulness, how we can, as it were, get out of our own heads, stop with these thoughts and the multitasking and trying to do too much and being able to focus and pay attention to one thing and help with our anxiety. Yeah, it seems like a lot to sum up into a, a short um, a short thing here at the end, but I think really to to know what mindfulness is, to start to practice it. It is it is difficult often for people to start practicing mindfulness because it is very difficult on the front end. And so it is it's kind of like practicing for a marathon that you need to practice every single day, practice grabbing your attention away from those anxious thoughts and and to the present moment using maybe using some of these strategies and to just stick with it um, because we know that it is a very effective way to, to to help with anxiety, and it's also really important to um, to treat anxiety as well. Because in the treatment of anxiety, we often have pe- people intentionally focus on their um, anxious thought. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Jones. Rogers Behavioral Health is working each day to ensure that those with mental health challenges have access to the highest quality of care and most effective treatment available today. To learn more about the many ways Rogers can help children, teens, families, and schools, please visit rogersbh.org today. That's rogersbh.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.